Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host and good friend, Mozzie. Aww, how's it going? I am swell. I had uh, physical therapy and therapy therapy today, so really just, you know, fixing all my shit. Yeah, I got a whole, uh, right, rejuvenation spirit. Well, for the mind and spirit, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. I've got some friends visiting from out of town, which is nice to see. Also, I was showing them the Pat McAfee show, which is why I'm saying everything like Tan. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever watch that, that's a fun little bit that they do. Um, He's hilarious. They're fun. Mm-hmm. I My favorite thing about them is the way they do commercials. They don't go to breaks or anything. They just start going into a tangent, and they really <laughs> overhype whatever product it is they're talking about, and... I, I find that very, uh, it's very nice. Yeah. It's a nice change of pace. Shows and podcasts that, like, when they do, like, like when when the companies, like, ask them to, like, do their own version of the ad read, it's always really funny. And, like, <laughs> that's when you know right. you're, like, doing well when it's when they're like, ah, yeah, sure, fuck it, say what you want. <laughs> it wouldn't so, surprise me either if they gave them, like, a script to follow and they just completely <laughs> <laughs> were just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like we'll we'll do part of it, but it's we're gonna go into a tangent, and you know you're just gonna have to take those gains for what they are because they're gonna give you you know massive profits. Yeah, it's it's gonna be valuable. So exactly. But uh, speaking of valuable, uh, we got lots of news nuggets to hopefully uh, catch everyone up. I know uh, it's it's hard to keep up on every little tidbit uh, during the off season. You know, if you're on vacation, if you're working, if you you know just fucking miss something that happens. Um, I mean, I totally missed AJ Bouye being a Panther. So, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to get him. Yeah, getting, you know, cut from the Broncos. <laughs> I do not remember him signing with the Panthers. So, even us, that we do our due, gel- uh, ah, we do our due diligence. And we actually keep a due log, due too. Due diligence. <laughs> yeah, we keep a log of all of the major, like, signings and trades and cuts and whatnot to see how the teams kind of shake out. And that, I don't think he's in there. No, and that because that happened in April too. I just again, I just got fucking missed it. It was it was like a two year seven mil. It was like a small deal for you know good corners. So I know he's got the yeah. suspension to start the year, but yeah, I know he he's he's dealing with uh, an injury right now. and is going to be out for a few weeks as well. But he'll you know have a suspension time to serve to get healthy. <laughs> Oh, baby. Yeah, I mean, they could use it. Carolina's secondary, uh, not great. And their defense in general, just not great. Just not great. <laughs> but, yeah, so a lot of this news will also just be not great. A lot of it, Most of it's injury-related, unfortunately. But we got, we, got a, we got a few, you know, good ones. Uh, also, I guess we can start our Dan Campbell quote of the week now. Uh, I want to make that a weekly segment <laughs> because he will definitely provide plenty enough quotes to, uh, you know, give us a Dan Campbell quote of the week. And so mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. the recent ones is um, he said, I'm not going to wipe your butt for you. you got to wipe your own butt. And then, like, mm-hmm. we don't have any turds here. So or there aren't any <laughs> turds here. So there aren't any turds here. So I get Dan Campbell is going to be like a wonderful source of entertainment for us this year. What a what a magical human. Yeah, he's Dan Campbell is. <laughs> I want him to succeed very badly. Yeah, because he's he's so much fun that like it'll i would be sad if it didn't go well for him just because of how like much entertainment he brings to everyone so uh but getting into uh the player news so kenny galladay has a hammy issue yet again um <sighs> it's it's only like i wish it weren't his hammy <sighs> like i mean right because that was that was the issue last year with him too was his hammy bothered him a lot a lot a lot and i believe that's what like kept him out for big chunks of time the entirety of the year it felt like yeah so you know big bummer on that (sighs) lots of pain get well yeah poor guy but he's expected to miss two to three weeks so you know he'll be back for the season is the expectation 
And then uh, Minnesota cut. Um, actually, wait, before we get that, I do want to say I think this does make Tony's value shoot up some because even though they're not going to play the same role, probably it's targets. And if his hammy is bothering him right now, it's no guarantee that he's going to be good to go like all year long. And whenever he's not there, like I expect him to get like 10 targets a game or he should be or they're doing something wrong. But so like if it is Jason Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if Kenny G's targets are like vacated for a game, I mean, I expect Tony to get looks and he's, you know, finally in camp and looking good. So, you know, keep, keep, get him more on your radar because he's been going pretty low with late. Tony has. Yeah. For how high a lot of teams seem to evaluate him. Um, he went in the first round yeah. and was kind of snatched by uh, the Giants when I think Jacksonville wanted him. Like there were a few yeah, teams Urban that seemed Meyer to really want wanted him. him. Yeah. Urban Meyer so. was like crazy for him and ended up taking Etienne instead when they couldn't <laughs> get him. But yeah, so like the because uh, Tony had a lot of like negatives going like around, on around the off season, but none of it was really like a big deal. Like he was like on the COVID list at one point. He missed time with like a personal issue with his family, um, and then he didn't show up right away to like rookie camp or whatever because the contract wasn't all good. And so like that's all like you know none of that is like should be an indictment on him. I don't think so. Yeah, everyone just used it to compound on. Their issues as far as like issues off the field not quite as bad as maybe some yeah such as uh gladney who uh minnesota cut <laughs> uh for being a shithead he's got domestic violence charges against him right now and minnesota did the right thing by just that and you know shedding him from their roster yep and he was also bad yeah <laughs> a rookie but you know bad and i guess bad at life too it seems like yeah, so it would seem yep and then uh, next up, we've got uh, some retirements to go through. Uh, Sam Young retired from the Raiders. He played some last year. He got uh, seven starts and showed up in 11 games. So that's, you know, some depth they're going to be without. And then the Giants had some retirements. Uh, Joe Looney Quite retired. Yeah, shor- shortly after joining, he retired. Um, I think he pretty much said, you know, I'm not, I'm, my body's not ready for this like I thought it would be. And then Zach Fulton uh, also retiring, um, citing family and health reasons. So quickly losing some depth. Didn't they have someone else retire too? Then like Todd Davis, but I don't know how much he was going to be playing and whatnot. Yeah, there were three older guys that retired, which you know I the general media has taken this as a uh, you know let's all go shit on Joe Judge because he's you know being too much of a hard ass <laughs> that his players are retiring and hate him. And I'm just kind of like. You know, those are like veterans. They've been around the league for a long time. They don't really need to be a part of that sort of let's build the culture up and get everybody's mental game right about mm-hmm. how it, like what it means to be on an NFL team cuz that's what Joe Judge is like instilling in his players. It's a pretty new team for the most part. He has yeah. a lot of young players. So they're trying to build that. That's not really something a veteran has to do. They've been through it and know those things, so it's more about just the fits not really appropriate. I think you'll find that most coaches are hard asses yeah. <laughs> on their players about being in shape and doing the right thing on every play, uh, it, especially the successful ones. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of people are giving them shit about like the penalty laps, and like there have been a couple of coaches kind of like coming back, like. Basically, like, there were some coaches, like, I think Sala was asked about it, and, like, maybe one or two like, guys were asked about, like, you know, wh- like, what do you think of Joe Judge during, like, the penalty laps? Like, you know, fuck up, run a lap. Um, and, you know, Sala wasn't for it, he said, basically. But, like, I, I, need, to, I need to look how the Giants were penalty-wise last season, because maybe, like, maybe they were shit about penalties. <laughs> they may have been. I mean, that doesn't sound wrong. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Sala basically said that he's like, that's one way to do it. I do it this way. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Different philosophies. Total flags. How were they? Oh, they were like uh, third best, actually. Third best? Yeah. Huh. Well, I wonder, I wonder if he was doing best. penalty laps like last offseason. Hmm. Yeah, they, they were and then like in total penalties and then fourth best in like penalty yards. So. Hmm. I mean, I'm not really against it. I understand that. You don't want to do that, and you put yourself—you do put yourself at more injury risk when you overexert yourself. But 
the team's not good. Yeah, they're or they're like not it hasn't good, been. and they're fairly young too. So like, I I get being like a hard ass and being hard on your young team, and it sounds like yeah. they're like a lot of the guys have come out and said like a lot of positive things about him, pretty much like defending him. So, yeah, you don't think they do that in uh over in New England? Oh yeah, <laughs> they absolutely do that. You don't do your job. It's not just. I think you would rather do a hundred push-ups than just get cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like for not running your route correctly or not having the right amount of people on special teams. And I have no idea if it's like every penalty you run a lap, but like if it's you know after, if if you hit like a third one you run a lap. I don't know the exact you know. Metro, I don't know the conversion rate on penalties to laps that Joe Judge runs. Right. I mean, so much is just about, you know, the fit and, you know, he's setting the standard of what he expects the team to perform like on a regular basis and saying that this isn't acceptable to do this, you know, level Mm -hmm. uh, of, you know, preparedness, basically. So there are different coaches that have different levels of standards, and it's kind of really difficult to say whether or not that's you know (laughs) disputable what's better i think what sala was basically getting at is you know i want my guys to hold themselves accountable and not me do that but it i mean yeah it's just different philosophies i'm not gonna dog on joe judge for being a hard ass when i would assume that most nfl coaches are and all the ones you i've ever seen or worked with or been around or anything have been and not like but if you're good, they love you, but mm-hmm. if you're not doing things right, they're going to tell you so you can improve. That's not really, um, <laughs> like, it's a family, and you hate doing that to your family, but it's also a business, and it's his ass that gets fired if they're not performing well, because yeah. he's the one with his name on it that's getting slapped. So, you know, not really going to dog him for that. Uh, and they're going to be in really good shape. I remember, um, so... This is, I mean, this is eighth grade, not, you know, professional, but, like, in eighth grade, our coach was, like, pretty hard on us, like, as far as, like, you know, laps, like, running, this is that, and, like, he had us in, like, great shape, though, and, like, he was a hard-ass, but, like, we all loved him, like, in the sense of, like, we all wanted to play hard for him and do well, and, like, because he, like, he was someone, like, even though he's a hard-ass, you could tell, like, he cared about, like, you and the team and everything, and, like, you want to play well for someone like that and you know and you see it pay off like fourth quarter the other team's like tired and you're still like fucking zoom in like when you like kick the other team's ass game after game after game like you realize okay like i i respect this process and so yeah we're we're in great shape and now there's an extra game to play yeah exactly that's that's part of it too so like if they come out like hot and i, I think they're i think their schedule's tough um, they have the Broncos week one, which, you know, tough defense, but, you know, it's Locker, Teddy. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely like a winnable game for sure. And then um, who do they have following that? Because I think, I think I believe they have like a tough opening schedule, if I recall. They've Broncos, got... Washington, Falcons, Saints, Cowboys, Rams. Yeah, still and like... then Panthers, Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, so like Broncos and Washington, some pretty like tough defenses to face right away. <laughs> But like, if they come out and win those first two games, like all the ju- all the Judge Joe shitting is gonna be done. Like I imagine, and that's that's the payoff. I mean, we always talk about the Patriot system, the sort of do your job, and if you fuck up, you fuck up kind of thing. Um, but when it pays off, it works. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of you've seen a lot of uh, Patriots coordinators go other places and it hasn't worked, is because they've done the same sort of thing Joe judges, but their team's not bought in because they're not winning. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, a lot of it depends on if you win or not but if your team's already buying in and doing these things which nobody said no which i think is really important when joe judge asked them to do those things or demanded yelled at them to do those extra sprints they didn't have anyone who was just like no fuck you <laughs> i'll unless kelvin benjamin was and i don't know what his <laughs> but he just you know is a nfl caliber play is not an nfl caliber player anymore so um yeah. but anyway um so one little other tidbit with the Giants, uh, Levine Toilolo, who's been, um, you know, like, like a reliable backup tight end throughout his career, he uh, tore his Achilles. So I believe Ooh. that pretty much just leaves, like, Rudolph along with Ingram. So I guess fewer, few, fewer you know, targets to be stolen from Ingram and in, in that go. But it does hurt their, hurt their depth a bit. And then... Um, Do we know the timetable on Rudolph? 
I oh yeah, what's up with I saw something with him, but I don't remember what it was. I just saw like he wasn't he was off to the side or something. I forget what it was with him. He missed his, his last few games because of his foot, right? Yeah, as of July twenty second, last thing <clears> I saw was he was on the pup list with uh, foot thing. I think I think he's been coming along and doing more, but I don't know if he's like back at practice yet that I've seen. Time to dig into yeah. it. But uh, doing some deep diving. Yeah. So as as we look this up, uh, Quentin Nelson, literally like right after we recorded last time, um, he uh, and it turns out he had like the same exact injury as once, basically. Right, same, same, but different, as they say. Yeah. The uh, same, you know, issue, extra bone, moving around, jiggling around in his foot. Uh, Wentz's was an old injury that was re-aggravated and is now being taken care of, mm-hmm. so that's nice. Nelson's was a developmental thing where he simply had an extra bone in his foot gotcha. that is now being removed. I'm going to assume that both are probably going to play fairly early in the season. I don't think it's a huge issue. I was a little nervous about Nelson at first, just because if it's a developmental thing, you know, maybe he's had it his whole life and just, you know, not even realized it and gotten used to how that feels. Uh And it might feel completely different. But I also think most likely he was so unaware and never really noticed until it started bothering him that it'll just be like normal. And as an O-lineman, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Those guys tape up their legs with, you know, seven feet of tape. And then Wentz, you know, there's no need to rush him back. I think uh, that whole team, I mean, last year they lost the first game to the Jags and then we're still (laughs) fine. So like I kind of, they're maybe the first game they're just like, it's okay. Yeah, they play, I, they they play the Seahawks and Rams and Titans to start out, dude. They have a tough schedule. Holy shit! They get Seahawks, rough. Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. The first five games. That's tough. That's brutal. Yeah, dude. Then they get like the Texans as a nice like reprieve, but they have a tough start. Yeah, I'm not expecting Wentz Week One as of now. But Me neither. It's possible. Nine twelve is still a good amount away. It's a whole month from now. Yeah, I w- I would be pretty surprised if he plays Week One. Just given everything we've seen on Wentz and his injury recovery in the past, he's not really a quick recoverer. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, the Colts have a really good team, so they could probably put in a backup and still be very competitive. Yeah. Although that's not that's not to say that Wentz is not tough. I mean, he, he tore his shit and then kept playing in a game. So, yeah, he's tough. Yeah, I'm not, he's I'm just, not meaning to, to shit on him. He's just been had some bad injury luck. Very much so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you did mention the Colts quarterbacks. I've, it sounds like we've gotten some like Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, whatever hype. Get, getting a little hype. Getting a little hype. Yeah, I really like don't know much about the guy. No, yeah, it sounds like he's been playing while well. he's getting. They've been giving some first team snaps. I mean, I, you want to prepare the guy so that if Wentz is not playing Week One, if something happens with Eason, then they have someone else who can do something. Because Brissett, I think Brissett is on the Dolphins now. I thought. Ooh, that might be right. I think that's right. Because I don't think he's on the Colts anymore. Yeah, he's on the Dolphins, which. Again, he very solid backup for the Dolphins to have like behind Tua if you know if he were to get hurt. Like Brissett keeps you afloat for sure. Right. No, I think um, you know Reich basically said uh, there's nothing against Eason for Ellinger getting snaps. Oh no, yeah, like you got to do that. Yeah, which you know he's gonna say that anyway, but he's also he's right. You want to be playing both, so mm-hmm. you know you have both. Yep, and then, your starters out <laughs> exactly, and then uh, Quan Alexander he uh, <clears throat> he tore his Achilles at one point I think at some point last season I assume and uh, he's recovering from that he's TBD for uh, the opener um, you know not certain on that if he's out um, and that's a big blow to the linebacking core and a weakened defense so um, whoever the Packers running back is week one whether it's Aaron Jones or if his hammy is not all good AJ Dillon one of them is going to have a nice time I think. Well, a real nice time. Because mm-hmm. that, yeah, that defense has uh, lost a lot of pieces. Yeah, they still have Demario Davis, who is good, but he can't be the only guy. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember who all they lost. We, we like they had a ton of losses this offseason. I guess I can pull up our handy dandy, uh, you know, team tracker extraordinary. Yep. Yeah, they lost Janoris Jenkins, Quan Alexander, Thomas Morstead, Sheldon Rankins, and Trey Hendrickson. <sighs> Gosh, just yeah. to name a few, and I believe they've lost more since. 
making that? Didn't they just lose a corner? Um, oh, man. Possibly. I'm not positive on that front. I think they might have literally just lost a corner as well, Oof. like very recently. Oofa doofa. Yeah, Patrick Robinson retired. Gotcha. Who was one of their corners. I don't have enough room on this thing for all of the defensive players they've lost. So I'm going to say continued in big, bold letters just to highlight the amount of cutting they had to do. They were what? How, weren't they $160 million over the cap? Like, come on. Some, some dumb. There, it was pretty implied they would be losing some pieces. And they have lost a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, we just got another uh, news update since we kind of filled out our doc here. Uh, Andre Dillard of the Eagles uh, sprained his knee recently and is considered uh, week to week. Dude, that Andre Dillard was good, but he has very rarely played. Yeah. In, since he's been drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't think he played last year, did he? Nope. He was no. out all of last year with, I want to say, a torn Achilles. So, I mean, this could easily be not like a competition injury, but I, I guess. I mean, a lot of times guys get other injuries trying to come back from something severe. So, but yeah, keep an eye on him because, I mean, they would love to have him back, but I don't know. They will not rush him for sure. So. And then, uh, oh, Jaquiski, Jaquaski, Jaquaski Tart, uh, Jaquaski is, Tart is not very close to being back from the pup list as well. I, I wanted to get those out so we could uh, make make sure we uh, don't don't miss any new updates that happen. <clears throat> they didn't get in our dock. And then uh, Gerald McCoy to the Raiders. They you know can always use some D line help, so I'm cool with that. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, oh yeah, so more I guess Deshaun Watson update. There was like a like someone tweeted out. Uh, that talks between Eagles and Texans were like heating up, and then like same day, like multiple people like Glazer and whatnot like came out and said no, that's not true. <laughs> and so there's gonna be a lot of shit coming out about Watson in terms of like teams going after him. But until like legal, like you know, legal stuff wise, like until like that's and, until the decisions reach there, which it could be a bad decision for him too, like. Unless that gets cleared up and he's, like, good to go, quote-unquote, like, if they get a settlement or something, I doubt a team's going to make a move. Why would they? Yeah. The the amount they're asking for with the potential of him not only not playing, but, you know, going to jail. Yeah, like, they're asking for, like, three big assets, essentially, in the terms of, like, a first is a big asset and then, like, a good player is an asset. So, like, they want a lot for him. Yeah, they want three. Yeah, and so they either want two firsts and a starter, or one first and two starters. Like, yeah, which I don't but, even like, think they want. Like, I think they really want two firsts and a starter, which is no, <laughs> no. Like pre pre perv, like maybe, but right post perv, like I don't like. That's the best way I could. I didn't. I'm not trying to like make a joke about it. Call it pre perv. I just didn't know how else to say it. But uh, right, succinctly. Pre us learning about pervy antics. Yeah, even that seems light. Him being a shithead. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Him being a possible serial sexual assaulter. Uh, you know. All there you that, go. That's, you know, probably more. Let's that, get it right. It. Yeah. So, yeah. And until, as, as, sorry, I should say, as long as he is not cleared or reaching a settlement, I don't think a team's going to trade for him. And uh, they've, they've pretty much said he's not going to play in the first preseason game. I don't think they'll play him at all during the preseason. There's this stuff about his ankle. And him not practicing. I don't know how much is actually ankle and how much is, you know, facade injury to may have him not participate as a Texan because he doesn't want to be there anyway. So yeah. Oh yeah, it's a lot of a lot of shit with him, um, both in terms of poor reporting and poor human beingness on his part. So uh, the thing is, if he just vanished into like obscurity i don't think at this point anyone would really care that much yeah and then again i'm from a dynasty aspect because you know we talk about fantasy we do have to talk about this part of it try to i I, I will keep saying try to sell him while there is some i guess non-negative about him like it's that i guess trending up like you know some talk about maybe trade talks and this this that like and him like at least being at camp that's technically like positive news so right, it's, it's to move him. more opportunity to move him. And like again, like I said, I I traded him straight up for Tua. So unbelievable! I'm so happy for you, man. <laughs> Me too, man. I love Tua. I'm excited about the Dolphins this year. And, and uh, the the alternative might be you keep him 
maybe you get some play out of him this year, maybe. But the bigger picture is you might just have to cut him for nothing. Yeah. At some point. So consider, you know, are you in win now and this is your year to win and you're just like, I'm just going to, you know, sell my soul to the devil and just play, you know, play him. If or, I think if you win with Deshaun Watson, you've got to donate to charity. That's like the challenge. You want the challenge like the. So like I. Uh, so like I've I've played like Tyreek Hill in DFS and like I don't always feel great about it, but I've I've, you know, like to, I guess, karmatically bounce myself or just to like, you know, not feel shitty about it. Like I've, I've donated money to like, you know, domestic abuse charities just because I'm like, OK, like I. If I'm gonna win money because of Tyreek Hill, who I mean, again, a lot of stuff about what did or did not happen, but there's <laughs> there's plenty that did happen that wasn't good, uh, as far as we as far as I'm aware. And so if I'm gonna win money off of a shithead, I'm gonna donate money to charity by winning money off of the shithead. So yeah, I mean that's a nice way to turn something negative into a positive. Use the money from this jerk bag to help fund support for domestic. Uh, assault and violence mm-hmm. and victims of it, survivors of it. Yeah, may- maybe that's like a, maybe we can get that like started on like Twitter or something. Like as far as like, you know, if you win money with like Jameis or Tyreek or Watson or someone like whoever, like, you know, share your screenshot and then of your winnings and then share your screenshot of your donation as well. There you go. And, you know, you shouldn't, it, it sucks. Like ha- sometimes it feels bad to support these guys, but. I guess in a weird way it is in like a different branch. It's a whole different vein and you're turning something bad into something good. Mm -hmm. And hopefully those guys uh, get put behind bars. Exactly. So they are justly tried, which they should be. (laughs) If you make money off of a shithead, do something good with it. Um, Right. (laughs) But uh, next up, um, moving on. Um, there's an Eagles reporter like Elliot Shorepark or something. He's the guy with like the big old head and his avatar who talked about like saying he could luck into a home run. I'm only making fun of him because he said some dumb shit one time. So you know, if you say dumb shit on Twitter, you get roasted. Um, but he tweeted there's a about, lot of roasting that needs to get done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he does not look like someone who could luck into a home run. Um, and he <laughs> he tweeted about uh, Boston Scott getting a lot of touches in camp, um, which could matter. We know Eagles in the past have done a lot of split backfields, and they've found ways to cuck Miles Sanders. So, yeah, maybe that continues. Maybe this is just, again, it's camp getting guys ready. But it's also, you know, training camp preseason is coming up. He may actually, you know, be someone relevant or someone who holds Sanders back. But we'll we'll see on that. But I guess it's worth noting that he is clearly the, the next guy, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, he looked so good when he came in, I think it was two years ago. Yeah. He came in to help out. Yeah, because the Saints drafted him, I believe. Um, Was it Ajayi that they had that he was filling in for, or was it still Sanders? Oh, gosh, dude. I don't remember remember when Jay Ajayi was an eagle, but I think... It might have been still Miles Sanders. Yeah, but again, he's been a good fit there as, like, the Sproles replacement, so... But, yeah, so, yeah, keep keep an eye on him. Um, Okay, I'm looking into the exact tweets right now because i think he put out like snap counts and stuff too which is definitely useful for people to like uh see so yeah he i'm looking at like the snaps and catches so yeah he he got a lot of the work wait is jordan howard still on the roster no he is with um oh goodness where is jordan howard (laughs) in the world is jordan howard Cause, cause um, I saw, is he still with the? Is he with the Eagles? He was with the Dolphins, right? Now he's with the Eagles. Is he back with the Eagles? Because, um, yep, he is currently with the Eagles again. Okay, so he's back with the Eagles. Yeah, as is Carryon Johnson, who not oh back with the Eagles, but he's with the Eagles now. They've got an interesting sign group more. of guys. They're following the Texans. They need seven running backs. But um, seven. <laughs> yeah. So the so Sanders got uh, thirty four. Uh, first team carries, and then Scott got 18 of them, and the next was Howard with like a few. But um, so Boston Scott's definitely the next guy after Sanders, based on you know camp touches and whatnot. So worth keeping in mind. Mm. Mm. And then uh, so Carry on Johnson, uh, his former teammate DeAndre Swift is dealing with like a groin issue for now. 
Uh, but it doesn't sound like it's too severe, but they're definitely going to arrest him, let him recover. Obviously, right. someone like Swift, who, you know, is, you know, hilariously Swift. Um, True. He needs his groin fully operational to keep his, you know, so he can keep his hips moving well and everything. So he, he, uh, hope he, he rests up, you know, get that yeah, groin right. Yeah, feel better, Swift. Mm-hmm. Recover. We're excited for you. Please this should recover be a big swiftly. running back year for the Lions, so they're going to need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Lions backfield, man. I hope my I hope my early prediction comes true of the of the top five backfield. So keep your knees protected. Dan Campbell's coming. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited for the weekly Dan Campbell quote of the week segment we do. It's gonna be you know when they, when they lose because they're not gonna go 16 and 17 and 0 probably. You never know. It's Dan Campbell, but you know potentially they lose. Like the first thing out of his mouth is gonna be hysterical. He's just gonna go through and be like, "Well, that sucked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Oh man, I'm so ready for his like post game pressers, or like if they have like like a clutch win, he's gonna come up just like fucking amped out of his mind. Oh my gosh, I know. And I just like I love. Oh, when they win, oh, he's just gonna be like profusely. You know that guy who's drunk off too much vodka. He's like, I love you, man. But he's gonna be like that, but sober. Oh my about God. his team, just like I love these guys. They play their heart out, all four quarter. You know, I can't fucking but it's wait gonna for be it. That twist of genuine, uh, heartfelt message yeah. that he has. Cause that guy, that guy fucking loves football. Mm. <laughs> he, I don't know if I've if I've seen anyone who likes football more than that, more than Dan Campbell. I don't know. Might not might not be a person. Like <laughs> but you know what? Even if the Lions aren't great, you've got such an awesome head coach and story and everything that I think. You know, you're gonna have a fun year, even if you're not the best team. Yeah, he's he's definitely the biggest football guy I I have been made aware of ever, in the, as far as existence goes. And then uh, continuing on though, Xavier uh, and Howard uh, is still a Dolphin. They kind of gave him what he wanted in terms of like uh, some contract restructuring. It sounds like it was mostly incentive based in terms of like like a Pro Bowl bonus, and then like then like it's like a million for the Pro Bowl, and then like another three and a half million in incentives, so he can get like up to almost seventeen million. I don't remember the exact numbers, but basically he can approach a bigger number now. That's right. Hey, so, the squeaky wheel gets fixed. Yep. I mean, he again has earned a lot of money. He should be one of the highest paid corners in the league because he's he one of the best. One of the best. So, top three, top two, and so. Awesome possibly the best yeah and because like we our, our comments were like he's already getting paid a fair amount like we understand the dolphins don't want to change much but you know he has played like someone who should be paid along with jalen ramsey although you, know, you can again argue if that was a good contract or not but they i think the dolphins kind of needed to do something to to not help their image a bit but like show they're not all business because they've kind of given that off the they last have. Two years. So this move made me very happy because yeah. I think old Dolphins would have let him go. Yeah, or even like a year that. ago because they, right. they they made like some cuts that like were kind of surprising the last like two years. So yeah. I think this is a, a good move because David Howard's really fucking good. They they want they want to keep him. Like it's not someone you let go. So especially no, like there's with, only a handful of good corners in the league, man. You got to hold on to him, like. Yeah, and like with two on his rookie contract, this is one you can still pay these guys. So exactly. And then speaking of paying these guys, uh, Jalen, hey. Jalen made some fucking bank, dude. Jalen got paid big ass contract. Um, I mean he balled out last year. Um, I I was curious when his contract was gonna happen. Like I didn't know if they'd give him a big one right away or wait for a little more, just because up until last season he was not that good. <laughs> like he just wasn't but yes yeah, he was very was mediocre huge. and then he was above average not great he took like a uh, he took a step but not like a massive mm-hmm. step and then two to three was just like a leap yeah it was absurd so his it's uh six years and the uh exact number is 258 million and 34,000 uh we've got one million thirty-eight thousand five hundred ninety-six guaranteed at signing, and a total guarantee of one hundred fifty million. So average salary comes out to forty-three million. About yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, the signing bonus was uh, sixteen and a half million. Small so, town kid, probably you know raised pretty humbly. Like I'm excited for him. Yeah, so he he is uh, under contract with the Bills until he turns uh, like thirty-three, because it was technically an extension. So. Um, <laughs> Oh wow! 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's under contract through 2028. Jeez, okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's there for a while. I didn't then, realize it was technically an extension of his rookie contract. Yeah, so like I think his base salary this year next year is still like lower it looks like and then the big the big big salary kicks in in 2023 the big salary Mm -hmm. but um the way the way the contract structured his dead cap hit this year if they if like going to 2021 if they if they cut josh allen it is a like over 100 million dead cap hit (laughs) i think that means they're not planning on (laughs) yeah for those that are uh aware of how the money talks yeah, and so it's looking like uh, like his cap hit gets really big in twenty three. It hits it's forty mil. It's like forty million in twenty three, twenty four, and then fifty million in twenty five. So big cap hits. Um, they're probably hoping that the salary cap increases enough by then <laughs> that they're not totally screwed over. I would say so. I would say they're expecting that. It are, it still rose last year. Yeah, it went up fourteen percent. And some players were kind of pissed about how the NFLPA handled things with that still rising, but. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Jalen got paid. I assume uh, Lamar is probably up soon, as long as he doesn't keep getting COVID. Um, dude got COVID. He's gotten COVID twice now. So, oh, poor guy. Ho- hopefully, he will get vaxxed now. That'd be wonderful, Lamar. Please get vaxxed so you don't keep getting COVID. And at least so you don't get stuck in protocols forever. And then uh, <laughs> next up, his teammate Jimmy Smith uh, hurt his ankle. I've not seen quite. I don't think I've seen an update yet on exactly when he'll be back or what the full timeline is for him. But um, I think he's expected to miss probably a couple weeks. But or I think I haven't seen the MRI update quite yet. But it sounds like he'll be good to go for the regular season. And then um, Justin Jefferson, um, his AC joint. I think he sprained his AC joint. It was, um, but it sounds like he. You know, it's not severe. He should be all good for week one as well. Um, think they may end up holding him out a fair amount uh throughout the preseason i mean again there's no reason to really play him after how good he was last year but uh i let me let me double check on what they said most recently with them don't rush um, him back yeah so <laughs> yesterday they said expected back soon so should be good to go mm-hmm. um hunter long the I believe dolphins right he's on the dolphins tight end i think he That's got right. yeah he got uh carded off and uh, it says his leg, so I imagine carted off with leg means severe. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a two-minute drill that he did on a route. So I'm assuming it was not not really that contact because you wouldn't be going full force in a two-minute drill. Yeah. Um, especially at this point, it's probably a little bit more non-contact injury, which isn't good. Yeah, which is, which is a bummer because, well, we like people were kind of excited for him. But uh, it does put more stock into Gesicki, which we've been saying all offseason, by the way. I don't know how many times we've brought him up. Just saying, like, he's really good. Yeah, he had two connected well, too. And, like, I know people are worried about, uh, like, his snaps with Waddle there. Like, as far as, like, Waddle going in the slot and taking his slot snaps. I'm not terribly worried about that, honestly. I mean, I imagine... They'll put Waddle wherever. I don't think they're going to limit him to the slot and like take Gasecki out the field because they're best they're best off you know pass game wise with Parker Waddle Fuller Gasecki those four and then you know running back obviously like they should probably go a lot of like empty backfield sets given the running back town and their O line but and their O line yeah yeah yep. like. And so this is another reason I think like we'll see Malcolm Brad on the field some more for pass blocking too. And another thing I wanted to bring up, which that's a good point. Uh, well, I definitely think we'll see Malcolm Brown out there, like with a good mix with Miles Gaskin. I don't mm-hmm. assume that's Miles Gaskin's job. Uh, I do want to say that Chan Gailey was also the offensive coordinator, and yeah. uh, Chan Gailey sucks. <laughs> he is <laughs> he a Ryan he was guy once good. Team. The game passed him many years ago, and yeah. he was with Fitz when Fitz did well in, with the Jets, and he did the same thing last year with Fitz, which is why I think Fitz played a lot better than Tua did. He kind of ran a Fitz scheme, uh-huh. so I'm it expecting only a really, fits. really different offense this year, and I think you and I can both say we're pretty excited for a bounce back to a mm-hmm. more sort of an actual entrance for Tua to yeah, really? out there 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Waddle and Gesicki should both be really big parts of that. I'm not expecting them to eat into each other's values too much. Nah, like, it would be stupid. To, <laughs> it would be dumb to have them eat into each other too much. There's no reason to like No, yeah, so. Parker is the one who I think is losing a lot of value. Yeah. From last year. I agree. Yeah, he's... I'm not sure where he's going in drafts. I think pretty late, but anyway. Um, next up, we've got uh, Raekwon McMillan tore his ACL. Probably wasn't going to be a full-time player, but was going to be part-time guy for the past defense. So, you know, bummer for them. But at least they're getting guys back from, you know, opting out. So their defense should be stronger anyway. And then we've got um, also Hunter Henry uh, hurt his shoulder. He is expected to be out for a few weeks, I believe it was. Um, so out a couple of weeks with a shoulder issue that isn't considered serious, they said. Um, yeah, he got presumably yeah. back week one. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that, that would be nice because him, him and Jonu, again, that's that's a crazy good combo. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And for I both think of them. very important to what they're going to do offensively. Yeah, and then one thing I heard recently that like I was like, oh, that's good to remember is how much Belichick has gushed about Jonu Smith every time they played. Yeah, he has. He loves. He only Smith. does that about special teams guys. <laughs> yeah, you know Gunnar Olszewski, whatever. Um, the lefty punters. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jonu. I think that I think there were you know clips of him getting like rushes during practice and stuff recently too. So ooh, ooh yeah, ooh. Ooh. It's exciting. And then the Ravens receivers are apparently all made of glass, I guess. They're all always hurt at the moment. So <laughs> Bateman most recently uh, pulled up, like, running, like, a slant riding, they said. They're assuming it's, like, groin or hammy or something in that, like, upper leg, lower core area. <clears throat> yeah, big bummer. We, uh, so we both share a uh, team together in a Dynasty League. And we were torn at the uh, 205, which I guess technically 204 with this league because of the way the picks work, between uh, Bateman and Marshall. And we, we finally... We didn't think we would be in this situation. We were ready to take Marshall or Elijah Moore. Yeah, but then Elijah Moore went, and so we were faced with Bateman or Marshall in a you know very unexpected sequence. And so we went with Bateman. We deliberated for like two hours about it, and then we finally took Bateman. And then today comes through we're like well damn so yeah because we really like marshall mm-hmm. he but is someone bateman wasn't supposed to be there still we weren't expecting it yeah terrace marshall is my most rostered receiver at best ball right now as far as like so malcolm brown's still my most rostered running back just because i take him in the last round every time um <laughs> but yeah as far as receivers go terrace marshall is my like most rostered receiver in best ball drafts so yeah. We love you, Terrace Marshall. We should have just taken you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, fine. It, it's it's bad luck. And, uh, you know, we obviously wish Rashad Bateman a speedy recovery. We just, you know, want to l- lament about the timing of how that went. But I think I know, like, Hollywood's had a hammy issue lately. I don't know about Sammy Watkins if he's healthy or not. You never know with him. So He's actually healthy, but he is usually the one first <laughs> that comes up with receiver issues in the legs. Yeah. <laughs> so... so. I mean, hopefully they all recover soon. Um, we want Lamar to have his weapons available and his lungs available. Please, please get the Vax, Lamar. Uh, don't get killed <laughs> again. Um, and then uh, moving on to the Jaguars. Uh, Chark is expected to be back week one. He had, like, finger surgery, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, so keep an eye on that. Like, if I, I think it's important to note that he's not practicing, I guess, and not, not like, working with, you know... Lawrence as much as like Chanel and Marvin Jones are and everything and I've, I've, there's been some Marvin Jones hype too I think like Urban Meyer like raved about him last week or the other day or something so I've raved about him I'm glad they're listening yeah <laughs> he's a great great fit there I, I like I like that addition they need like a veteran receiver there too but he's got great hands and go gets the ball never drops it yeah so he's he's gonna be very helpful for the Jags and uh yeah, it just gives Chenault more time to mesh with uh, Lawrence that Chark is not getting. And then, of course, all the ETN hype. Which So Travis ETN, he's going like way too late in all these best ball drafts. And like he's just getting disrespected in terms of redraft right now. Like Especially in the PPR league. They took him in the first round. 
Like they're gonna use him. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of fucking receptions. <laughs> they want to use him in the slot. Like this guy is like a value right now. It's absurd. He should be going way earlier. And I don't get. He went one pick after Najee Harris, and Najee's going like the one-two turn, and you can get like Etn way way later in like the fourth or fifth. Sometimes yeah, even six. Like yeah, he's going like the fifth round. It's it's dumb. So he's gonna be one of the huge values this year, I think, just because they're gonna feed him the ball. I'm not. James Robinson was solid, but, like, they drafted a first-round running back. Sorry, James. They should have a pretty good offense. Is yeah. Like, their defense sucks balls, but they should have a really good offense. <laughs> Which and means they should more, be fun to watch. More passes to Etienne because they got to catch up. So, yeah. Uh, but there next up, uh, Curtis Samuel has had a lot of bummers this offseason. He was off, on and off the COVID list, but he's still recovering from a groin that has him on the pup. Um, that sucks. <laughs> like... Yeah. I'd keep keep an eye on him. Like if he's still not practicing in a couple of weeks, it's you know like again receiver, new team, not much time to integrate. And like this whole time, like Deami Brown and Adam Humphreys are getting snaps instead. So yeah, and yep, we love Deami Brown, especially you. I know you are super hype on him, and like. <laughs> This is all just I know, more time than I know. Gets. I'm like, it's been so long that I'm just like trying not to let my hype fade, but I do have a lot of hype for Brown. Uh, he's Mr. he's Dion. good, and I think like we we talked about him and Fitz probably meshing well. Like I'm excited for that. Oh yeah, him Fitz and McLaurin should just be disgusting. Yeah, disgusting they're... vertical downfield attack. Yeah, that that's an element that Washington is going to have this year that they did not have last year as a deep passing game. <laughs> right, they just couldn't. So. I mean, you get Chan Gailey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you had like half Robo Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins and whatnot. Like, yeah, they they had no deep passing game. (laughs) And then uh, moving on, we have uh, Dante Foreman signed with the Falcons. And I think that's relevant. Uh, One, because their depth chart's pretty shallow. After Mike Davis, it's like Javion Hawkins and like Quadriolison. And then also. Because Arthur Smith is familiar with him from Tennessee, I think that actually that's probably why they signed him is because he knows the Arthur Smith playbook. So, it's a good point. Uh huh. And then he's someone who people have kind of had a tab on in terms of like he kind of came back around like on Twitter, like trending wise, I guess after the Acres injury because Dante Foreman like towards Achilles and he, you know, hasn't got a lot of chances since then. He wasn't like a high profile guy anyway, but. If he could, like, look good after an Achilles tear, like, that'll probably make people feel better about Akers. But he's someone who we're kind of waiting to see if he's got it, one, in general, and two, post-Achilles. So it may just be, he may just be there and may not do anything. But I, I don't think it's a non, non, it's a, it's not, like, a totally worthless news piece. That's why I'm bringing it up. I think he is a strong consideration for if Mike Davis gets hurt, then mm-hmm. he just goes in as the Mike Davis replacement. Like, he skips over a lot of the other guys technically behind Davis on the depth chart, but he's almost like the immediate handcuff for Davis, whereas yeah. the other guys are backups after him. So I think you can honestly consider him the next guy up. That or, like, I think if Mike Davis goes down, because, okay, Mike Davis is, like, talented a lot of his issue was work ethic related and like conditioning related stuff and so if he like if he like keeps his shit straight he's a good player and so i think they'll probably use some sort of like committee if he goes down like with foreman mm-hmm. maybe at the goal line as like their pounder and whatnot so mm-hmm. it could also just be like a shit show of a committee if he goes down which might be the most likely option honestly and then uh <laughs> Lastly, we've got uh, Saquon Barkley says he's targeting the opener. Um, he's hoping that, you know, he can be ready to start the regular season. He's returned to practice because on, like, on Friday, there was like a blurb that he may not be back till week three. And then Monday, he got activated from the pup and he said he's look, he, you know, looking to start week one. So kind of pretty much like refuted <clears throat> that one. He did get injured early in the season mm-hmm. last year. Um, which in terms of a timetable is good for his return. But, you know, just you don't have to rush him back, man. Yeah. Isn't week one Denver? Yes. You don't have to rush him back, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a stat because I wanted to share it on the Dolphins uh, when we were talking about them in terms of, Okay, yeah, so um, I'm pulling up the uh, 
passing yards per attempt, single season leaders uh, for college football. This is since 1956. Minimum uh, 325 completions and minimum 14 pass attempts per game. So, you know, you've got Kyler Murray up top and Baker Mayfield up top. You know, Oklahoma guys back to back years. Are like, okay, like Jalen Hurts number four. So, okay, Oklahoma, they, they push it downfield. But um, you've also got Tua here at number seven all time with 11.2 yards per attempt. Again, the top is 11.6 with, with Kyler there. And um, I wanted to bring this up because there's been a lot of, like, just wrong takes about Tua not being, like, a deep ball guy I've heard and seen. He's good at pushing the ball downfield, and that's why, like, I, they brought Waddle back in to unite with him. They brought him to Fuller so they could push the ball downfield and let him take some more chances that they didn't let him do last year. So I, I, I wanted to I, – because I thought about that one day, looked it up. I'm like, dang, number seven all time in yards per attempt. And, like, I know – again, I know the team was stacked. But, <laughs> like, you don't, you don't get there being trash. So it's a good point. Yeah, that's one of his strengths that people just have been wrongly saying he's not good at. And I wanted to uh, toss it in with our with our Dolphins chat as far as, like, you know, him meshing with Gasecki and Fuller and Waddle, guys who are downfield threats. And they're right. giving him downfield threats. So just more, more, you know, reason to feel good about the receiver pairings they've given with Tua. Which you should be. Mm-hmm. Should be excited. I'm yep. excited. Excited for these uh, Dolphins. Those, Dorsal fins. Those big old sea mammals. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of news last week. But mm-hmm. I think we covered the majority of it. Yeah, fair amount of it. Again, there may be something we missed, maybe some minor things, or hopefully nothing major. Um, of course, I'm guessing with our luck, something will like come up like right when we hit stop, as is tradition. Uh, right. So, <clears throat> of course. As is Give tradition. 10 minutes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I, we forgot to mention uh, Amari Cooper, I think. He's off the pup. So He's off the pup. Yeah, good news. That was kind of the plan. People were concerned because, like, he was on the pup and it's Amari Cooper and he's hurt. Like, that's, tell me if you've heard this before. Like, um, but the, the pretty much the plan, this was pretty much the plan timeline. They didn't think he'd be ready right away because he got surgery in the offseason on his foot. And he probably won't play in the preseason, I'm guessing, but it sounds like he's going to be ready for the regular season as planned. So, yes. There we go. Always good news there. But I think that covers all of it. And uh, next time we record, we'll have some preseason games under our belt that are not the Hall of Fame games. So we'll get a chance to see all the rookies, see some things in action, maybe some of the new schemes. Well, I know you'll be uh, ready to see how the Jets look starting off, and we can get a chance to see, um, you know, all yeah. I mean, it's right se- seven new coaches. We'll get a chance to see kind of them in action a little bit. So yeah, I'm excited. That'll be fun. We have. Some football this weekend. Even if it's preseason, it's NFL football. It's football. Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it. (laughs) We're always here for football. But thank you for tuning in, and we will be back next week with more news and shit. Oh, yeah. Also, 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 our website is mozzieandthemuscle.com. And we're on Twitter and TikTok at mozzieandmuscle. Almost forgot those sign-offs there. Close one. Love you all. (laughs) 